0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is
2: Ben. My name is Peter.
3: And my name is Ashton.
0: Peter looking very cool today. He is. In his cool
2: guy jacket. <laughs> everyone's like, I mean, it's obviously it's a positive adjective. Where's cool guy Peter everyone's be? sort of making fun of me for being cool today. No, no i not making fun
3: no, you, of you. No, they're him.
2: not, but that's what it feels like because it, <laughs> it's just, cool. just singled out. No. And being, yeah, exactly. I'm being singled out People, in a positive way, yeah. but I don't like being, thank you though. I'm looking cool today. Yes. With my For reference, jacket. if on, you're Peter.
3: listening, he's got a denim jacket on that he's not worn since I started this job. Because I've never. Well, I don't know if he's worn it in his personal time, but not to work anyway. In his personal time. Uh. <laughs> but, I just,
2: I just the jacket. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I used to wear it quite a lot on videos and stuff. In fact, there's a an old asset that we don't use anymore since mm. we had our new headshots taken, where I'm yes. I'm looking
0: sinister, Peter. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like mm. I think it's still an emo or something on mm. Discord. Yeah. There and I'm wearing this jacket in it, but I guess. Not for a year, a year, well, a year yeah, plus. Yeah, year and a bit. you year and a bit. It's been a while since I've seen it. And we're not even talking about his jacket either. He's got
0: uh, shorts on that have flames on the side. Yeah. Uh, which you can't see because they're under got the... Heelys on. Yeah. There. So the Heelys were are really powerful. Cool. Yeah.
2: And uh, I didn't want to wear it for to be on camera because it's not very respectful. But just over there is my helicopter multicolored cap.
3: Yeah. And it yeah, is there.
2: Prop. The little propeller. Mm. Prop hat. It's, it's, he looks great today. And your yeah.
3: aviator sunglasses as yeah. well.
2: He took those off because it's... Yeah. No, they're, they're those um plastic oh, ones. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: They're like sports ones. Oh, There's right. like
2: polarized. Because um, he's going so fast on, his, on yeah.
0: his Heelys. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, this is a video games podcast, despite how fashionable we all may or may not be. Uh We are sponsored each and every week by a very real video game adjacent sponsor that allows us to do this show and keep it on the airwaves for, by you. 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 Uh, Ashton, I believe you have the ad read this week.
3: Yeah, it's quite a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> what do you
2: mean it's a real ad read
3: yeah what do you mean is, a stretch no no it's real stretch but it's nothing but they've really been around the bush to get here uh <laughs> that's not the phrase what's the yeah phrase? it is been around the houses i think is well sure bo- maybe the same thing yeah um, dog's breakfast yeah what? is that it so you guys know of the hit game that's coming out, the third version of the game this week from nintendo splatoon 3 yeah. yes well that. in order to advertise that they've um They've like hired some like, you know, you see that cars going around with like adverts on the back and stuff. Yeah. Well, they thought, how do we advertise this to the people of Newcastle? Mm. And they were like, well, there's a big river in the middle of Newcastle that we all know about. It's uh, it's called the Tyne. It's yes, massive. And there's yeah. loads of bridges. So obviously people are always walking across those bridges. So they'll always see it. Mm. Um. So they have put the advert on the side of it. You can go and see it now. It's on the Tyne on Pontoon 3.
2: Pontoon th- I thought it was gonna be splat time.
3: Oh that maybe that would have been good. <laughs> no, it's on the pon- it's on pontoon Pontoone three. Great.
2: So people call Newcastle the Toon. They do.
0: They do. Yeah. Oh
3: my god, I did it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do it. I didn't real Ad did it. Pontoon is further removed from the word Splatoon than the word they presumably got their name from to begin with, which is yeah. Platoon. But you've gone with pontoon. I mean a platoon? they've got a platoon is like a... a A military group, unit, a unit, whatever, sort of in Viet, the Vietnam War. I think it's quite. But regardless, it doesn't matter because this is real. But it's real, Um, and it's a good name. So this version
0: is only available in the Tynan Weir area. So yeah,
3: you can go and play on. Like it's got like a little like place, not PlayStation, but a (laughs) place hyphen station where Mm, you can play the game. Um, and you can yeah, you can play it on the Pontoon Three. And you can everyone could be like, Hey, what are those guys doing on there? And then it's advertising splatoon three on it. On pontoon three, on the tune. In the tune. In
2: the tune. On the time.
3: On the time.
0: Amazing. I'm grimacing because this this feels a lot brighter than usual today, this light next to me. I don't know if it's just me, but I'm looking at even at my I, I look Stay like there. the phantom of the opera. <laughs> it <doesn't look> like <laughs> the I'm stuff. just I'm illuminated fully on one side of my <laughs> face and then oh he's kicking it.
3: yeah. us. <laughs> it's he's so down. cool. He's also, I'm really,
0: really Sad to announce that uh Dead Island 2 the Spider has vanished. Oh uh, no. Dead Island 2 the Spider, who took up residence in the corner of the podcast room, appears to have disappeared. That is, is that it, is is way over there Because there's
3: one over there.
0: Well, there's a huge one next door in the Worst Games Ever recording setup as yeah. well. But what's that uh,
3: spider there last week?
0: I, honestly, all I can see well, is, is the white dot. It's from gone when, like I,
3: summertime now in here.
0: It's really, really orange. Oh,
2: yeah. Is that too orange?
3: No, I'm I don't fine think so. with it. I think that's
2: kind of, that's
0: really nice.
2: of white and yellow light. It's hurting it
3: my on, eyes less. So. big
0: yellow. There. Yeah, me too. I d- my, yeah, I can't see this spider because I've still got, um, yeah, I'm still there's blinded to the Where's the up spider? There.
3: Up there. Nicole. Oh yeah,
0: I think that's him. Okay. He or her. Is. So that's, mm-hmm. so Dead Island to the spider is still, it's still okay. got it alive. Look how, girl, look how orange you are. Orange look. I quite like it. I like it. With with your hair and your jacket, Peter, you do look like sort of a 1970s model with this lighting. Yeah. It looks sort of like a kind of a yellowed...
3: Uh, Abercrombie and Fitch vibes.
0: Yeah. I'll take it. It's good. Sponsor um, hey, sponsor's man, it's not good. real. What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? Oh, all that build up. It Come wasn't on. even real. It's not real. Oh. I made it out. But Splatoon 3 is out.
3: Splatoon 3 is out. Yeah, the time of release. It's out now. It came mm. out yesterday.
0: At time of release. Time of... Oh. <laughs> oh, tune of release. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> no, we are not sponsored by pontoon three three. we're sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump where for as little as one dollar per month you could submit questions to this podcast loads of other tiers available last week was especially good value if you're at the five dollar tier because you got flipping worst games ever and weirdest games on the same day Whoa. was that last week yes yes last week uh because of how the dates fell that month uh so do consider going over and supporting us there you get all sorts of stuff uh, thank you very much
2: peter yeah you got a question though it's from david lever this question who says hey a pab Schools are going back now, and this got me thinking about my misspent youth. Do you have any particular good memories of video games and summer holidays? Or did you ever skive off school to play a game? I didn't, but I'm a massive goody two-shoes. Keep up the great work, David. Keep up the great work, David. Yeah, Keep up that great great work, David. Love you, David. 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 I know for a fact that I did skive off school at least once, pretending to be ill. Uh, I didn't, like, just bunk off, like leave from school and go home which some people used to do uh, but i pretended to be ill and told my mum i had to stay at home so that i could play video games but i can't for the life of me remember what game it was or if it was even to play a specific game or if i just thought i want to stay home and play my playstation mm. today mm-hmm. so i don't know what that was so instead i'm just going to tell the story which i've told before uh of the time where i asked Sort of Father Christmas, but I knew by then it was my parents for yes. Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Christmas Man. Christmas Man. Uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance on PS2. You know, the elves make it in the workshop. Yes, they mm. do. They have like they a code it. disc burner. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
3: Those um, elves be crunching around Christmas time. They
0: did. We crunched so hard. Yes.
2: Um, and uh, I was left home alone in like late, December, late November, early December sometime. And I went present hunting mm. which I don't think I'd ever done before or since mm. but I thought there might be presents around naughty naughty and I found fortunately my parents weren't at that time weren't in the habit of wrapping father christmas presents I know some people do that uh, but we used to just have these stockings and oh. it would all just go in there unwrapped at that time so it wasn't wrapped uh, for some reason I don't think it had cellophane on it either I think games back then didn't always it was
3: practically asking to be it played. was
2: asking to be open so what I did was I got it out I played it for like an hour and a half, two hours, really enjoyed it. And then I closed it up and put it back and then had to, in a way, it was worse than having to wait because I knew how good it was. I'd already played it before with Peter's Gamer Uncle Trademark, but um, (laughs) I wanted my own copy. And uh, yeah, I was I then had to wait a long time and feel guilty about it. But they've never found out unless they've watched the relevant bits of content where i've told this story at least twice i should have told them at your wedding
3: you mm, should have done we should have told him
2: yeah i could have told uh, my sister to say it in the best best woman's speech mm-hmm. yeah that would have, have been good ammunition in. actually yeah yeah. yeah she does not know that either really so, yeah mm. drama big drama
3: when are we next going to see Peter's parents? Mm. Uh, mm. When
2: he dies, probably.
3: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should
0: we kill him? And then we can tell yeah, him. Yeah, then we can tell him. I know you'll stop crying. Stop. <laughs> stop. We've, for God's God sake, gossip. I've got, we've, we've got, got to this tell really you
2: about... good <laughs> gossip. Uh, Ashton.
3: Um, I did use sky off school when I was in sick form, uh, but I don't remember if it was for a specific game or I just didn't want to go to school because I had a car that time and I thought, I'm hmm, my own freedom. I'm not going in. No one can make me.
0: (laughs) I'm going to McDonald's.
3: I'm going to sit at home and watch YouTube. Um, I do, however, have a story of one particular summer. I think it was between potentially between year 10 and 11, or between year 11 and year 12, which is when I was like 15, 16. And I got an Xbox 360 and I had Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, and whatever the new one was at the time. might have been Black Ops 2? No. Can't remember there was a new one at the time. Maybe Warfare 03. I don't know. I can't remember. This is low-hanging fruit. Um, I do just
2: want to say that I find it troubling that Black Ops was out when you were I, I was playing Black Ops and Black Ops 2 at Universe. Yeah.
3: Sauce. <laughs> um that was So 15. bad Sorry. Was nightmare. You're gonna die before me. Oh nightmare. Well oh. um, yeah, so I was playing that and I can't remember like how I got onto the topic of it was one of my one of the like lads but i was like saying oh yeah i'm playing call of duty and for some reason like i managed to infiltrate their clan wow mm-hmm. their gamer clan mm-hmm. and um they would basically just drag me along and i was terrible at the game really really bad and they'd just be like we'd all be over voice chat I think they found it funny when i was getting frustrated so i was like play up for it because I was a teenage girl and I wanted the boys to like me. Um, But I was was honestly awful at the game. I don't know why they, like, wanted me in their team. I think they just wanted a token woman. And um, so I was playing with them online, a bunch. We used to play on Rust, 1v1 me on Rust, mate, uh, as (laughs) they say. Mate. (laughs) Mate. Um, And then a a couple of times they, like, put me in a, like, cracked lobby where I could just level up my... Character like mad, mm-hmm. so I had like a level like I don't know like a hundred rank character, and I was terrible at the game. Like if you saw my name and like my rank, you'd be like, "Wow, she's gonna be really good at the game." Mm-hmm. And then I'd play the game, and you'd be like, "Is she letting her her toddler play? Like what is wrong? Why is she <laughs> like this?" Um. So yeah, I used to I was basically the token girl in their clan for like three months and then i went to school and i just never played it again well i did play a couple times but for the most part i didn't play them because then the boys i used to go to school with were being a bit weird so i was like i'm gonna tap out wait
2: wait wait hold your horses um you're a girl gamer not to be a freak but just when i thought you couldn't get more attractive you started playing video games nicely done m'lady if anything, I'll be in the kitchen. Yeah, that's the other one. That's yourself. a different message. Yeah, that's yeah. there are there, there are two. <laughs> two. Well, there are more than two, yeah. but there are two famous ones. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But there was one guy there was a couple of guys who were in the year below me at school and they started to develop crushes on me. And I was like, No, no. I'm out eat. I'm good. <laughs> Just want to play Call of Just Duty. P- ick. <laughs> I've got the ick now. Yeah. So I had to stop playing it oh. with them.
2: Oh no, they ruined it.
3: Yeah. So when they started getting annoyed at me. And I was like, hey, <laughs> I never signed up for that. I will display my girl of well, annoyed at you for you reciprocating? not reciprocating. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that's not good. I'm out. Oh, boy. Love it. What it. you, Ben? you, you Did you ever of uh,
2: Well, did Well, girls
0: the I mean, girls all you you for yeah. being well, a gamer? of
3: sort of sort of
0: sort of sort of sort I couldn't keep the girls away.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh
2: beating them off with a Wiimote. Yeah, well that's, that's it good, well. As, a,
0: as an adult, yes,, yeah. but, uh unfortunately, no, I
3: spat out my drink mm.
0: I didn't I, I had days where I was I couldn't really skype because I lived in a village, and there was nothing anywhere, yeah, and so I couldn't go anywhere or do anything, and when I was off ill legitimately, um especially in like secondary school and certainly in primary school my mum would would make sure that oh you're ill are you
1: mm.
0: well i'm a nurse so let's just put you in front of el nombre and you can you can sort of learn maths right. while you're sick yeah uh, i was not allowed my I don't think I ever intentionally took a day off school so that I could play video games because I knew that it would be so strictly regimented yeah. that I would not be able to even go near that. Um, so no, I didn't do that. But uh, I have had, you know, entire summer holidays where it was just playing games and things like that. That's similar to your story about sneaking a, sneaking a go on your Christmas present. I've never done that, but... Like a, a few Christmases ago, I think I asked for Pokemon Sun right. uh, on 3DS. So very much an adult at this point. Yeah. And as I was uh, helping to put the presents under the tree, I sort of checked the shape of certain boxes because I'd brought my 3DS with me because I was like, I really want to play a Pokemon game. I'm really up for like diving into this. Mm. So I was sort of like, just, just feeling like, is this... You were
3: just holding the 3DS like... like- Without this a cartridge in being brought like, Brought
0: another game box. <laughs> well, yeah. Which
3: should be great if I had a game to play if in the game. If only there 3DS. was a 3DS
0: game that I could play all Christmas so I don't have to talk to my relatives. And uh, yeah, I was filling all the boxes and I was like, yeah, that's that's probably it. <laughs> just put that near the top so I get that sooner so that I can just start playing it yeah. while everyone else is in the room and that's fine. Um, misspent some holidays. Certainly plenty of those. Probably the one that swings uh, springs to mind, sorry, is is when GTA 4 came out in 2008 uh, because I bought it via a friend's dad because oh, yeah. I, I didn't have a debit card yet, so I couldn't buy things online. As soon as I could, it was over, you know, it was not a problem. But he ended up buying it for me and then I was doing my GCSEs, so I didn't. Or i couldn't really play it because i had surrendered my playstation 3 Mm. up to my parents because i thought i'm not i'm simply not going to do any any revision while this is here so i had to I, i gave my brand new copy of gta 4 to uh one of my schoolmates just just to have for free for like three or four months and then I could get it back and play it and I played it all summer and it was amazing. Nice. Uh, but I couldn't play it when it came out because of exams. But that's the closest thing I've got. Um, I don't really, I, I never did any skyving, unfortunately.
2: I used to skive off, um, pretend, pretend I was ill occasionally and I knew full well that, oh, TV, hello, hello uh, that I would not be able to spend all day playing games because like my parents would be like, thought you were ill. Yeah. Uh, But (laughs) I knew that I could at least get a few extra hours out of the day than I normally would have done by making a recovery by sort of 1 to 2 p.m. And at Mm. that point, I would maybe start trying to play.
0: Oh, I think I can fight the nasty knocks Yeah, like if
2: they brought me a a bit of something to eat at lunchtime, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I think I come out. I'm feeling a bit better and just start planting the seeds. And then, you know, by by 2 o'clock, start playing because i t- used to take me a while to get home as well so that is actually still like about four hours more mm-hmm. than i would have been able to play yeah so yeah when i had good. my
3: appendix out i was off for like two weeks um and the first few days i was quite hopped up on painkillers still so i was just like lying on the sofa watching criminal minds but then <laughs> gradually i was like mm, i feel kind of well enough that i could potentially function a bit more so i asked my mom because she stayed home with me for a little while if i was a uh, Allowed if I could move the the Xbox into the front room because it's in the dining room. If I wanted to sit and play in there, I'd have to sit on a dining chair, hmm. and I was not able to like sit properly because I had like main well major surgery on my yeah. stomach. So I was like, I can't really sit up on a in a dining chair for very long. And she was like, No, we're not moving it into the front room. And I was like, But, hmm. but why, Mother? <laughs> I'm so sick. And she was <laughs> like, I don't want to sit here looking after you, watching you play. GTA Five, and I was like, okay, I guess I'll just be sad and sick on the sofa.
2: But she'll look after you while you're watching El Nombre. Yeah, yes, El Nombre is very I watched
3: different. Four seasons, no, must have been about Minds. seven seasons of Criminal Minds instead. Wow. Uh,
2: I don't think I knew you'd had your appendix out.
3: Yeah, I had my appendix out when I was sixteen.
2: Mm. There you go.
0: I haven't either.
3: You, had your you haven't.
0: Out? I haven't. Have you? No, I haven't. Okay, yeah. I but did either. you know that Ashton had? Did you know how no. my appendix out? No, I didn't realise that was an important
2: thing, that we should know about each
0: other. No,
3: I just, I guess I'd never mentioned it before. No, either. no,
2: I'm just, you know, some, it's the kind of thing that you sometimes, that you might have mentioned in, a year, in the past year, but I don't know if you have. Maybe you have and I've forgotten. We don't know each other at all. Do no, we no. don't.
3: And how any you have the major surgeries that we want to talk about now?
2: Uh, yeah, but not on camera. Yeah, so. same. Cool. <laughs> uh, how
0: about we learn a little bit more about each other in a section that we haven't done before Mm. Mm. but will bring us close together as a unit even though one of us doesn't have all of the same body parts that the rest of us do well Mm.
3: i've never had all the same body parts as you two have that's very very true true.
0: (laughs) yes let's do a section called
3: (laughs) where's ashton's Pin?"
0: oh (laughs) it's what we play in time time to talk about what games we're
2: playing Peter, yeah. have you been playing video games? Yes, I have, uh, despite what's going on in my life right now. because oh my God. all the rooms are empty apart from the things that we need now for the next few days. He's been uh, robbed. And one <laughs> of the things we need is a PlayStation, fortunately. So I have played a little bit of Pac-Man in my life. Um, mm. I have almost finished that game, both on and off stream, with my two parallel playthroughs. Um, and... Really enjoyed it, you know. Good soundtrack. Good. Uh, I mean, the levels are very themy. So there's essentially, I mean, it's done nicely. It's like a big island, but there's sort of warp rooms. So there's like the temple area, the industrial area. It's like the uh, Crystal Maze, mm.
3: just
0: like
2: that.
3: Just mm. like it.
2: Um, I always have to nod whenever pe- and smile whenever people talk
0: about Crystal Maze because I've never seen. Oh, it. haven't you? It's
3: just like a you go into different rooms and have like to do a run. Yeah, it's
0: like Jungle Run, right? Yeah. I get, I get the gist, but like people were so excited.
3: Still
0: it's like Crystal Maze. Oh. People were so excited when Crystal Maze came back and Richard Iowade and you know, I was like, Yeah, this is great. I don't know
2: what Crystal Maze I wasn't maze that is right. excited but with by it coming back because I think it was a thing sort of a product of its time and it was, okay. yeah, it was. but yeah, people were um but yeah they, people people big generally people. you know normies <laughs> big maze people uh but in the crystal maze they had different zones so there was, well let's go to the industrial zone and then they would like run through corridors and stuff and go to the industrial warp room and that's what pac-man has and uh it's it's been kind of nice just to play a game that yeah was designed in the 90s and actually although it's it's very kind of clichéd and a bit kind of old hat when it comes to video games. It's still uh I've, I've for some reason enjoyed going to Temple Zone and playing four temple themed levels and then going to Circus Zone um and uh really nice music, plays very well, interesting puzzles and stuff. I've kind of talked about it all before, but that is what I've been playing this week, just that. Um so hopefully once I've done the move uh, in a few days time I'll be able to now settle down and play some more stuff but uh, yeah been been trying to just find time for that in fact next next thing I want to play is Stray mm. or Stray, Stray 2 Stray so hopefully next time I'll be able to talk about that because I will actually have time to dedicate uh, dedicate to uh, Stray now so mm. yeah Ashton
3: um, as we know I am currently between houses yeah. and staying with owen of cultaholic and his wonderful girlfriend emily um so this week i've kind of been playing a a, kind of a random assortment of things me and owen started a playthrough of the quarry together Uh because i was telling him about it after last week's stream and he was like i kind of really want to play it so we started that um i've been playing a lot of mario and rabbits i introduced owen to that and he is really enjoying it and he was like really wants to play more of it um We played some Fall Guys and Emily managed to get a crown. She was like, oh, I just fancy playing Fall Guys. Opened it up, immediately got a crown. Wow, (laughs) nice. And we were over the moon. Uh, It was very exciting. And then I downloaded, I wasn't feeling very well at the weekend. So I downloaded Planet Coaster onto Owen's PlayStation 5. And uh, man, (laughs) building a coaster in that game is hard. Like, (laughs) I've got onto like, I was in the career mode and I've got onto like maybe the third, like career mode thing where it's got like three three star things and I don't need to build this coaster I'm on Silver Star like I could leave it now and not go back to it but i've been trying to build this coaster since sunday and every like night and uh, maybe not every night because they have other things that they're doing but like i keep being like i'm just gonna try and build a coaster again and i can't do it i can't do it it's always too it's too scary or makes people throw up too much or the g-force is too high and i'm like <laughs> it kills what people. do you want me
2: what do that you want for me that your roller coaster is <laughs> And making people throw up
3: (laughs) well the thing is it wants me so the specifics of it is like it needs to be 900 meters long it needs to have a max speed a minimum speed of 70 miles per hour um you need to have a 65 meter drop so i'm like oh my god so i can't make this roller coaster without like overshooting some of those things and making it too scary and i was getting really annoyed like actively annoyed I've deleted it like three or four roller coasters at this point because yes, I've been deleted
2: the game <laughs> winding me up
3: so much but Emily was saying that she was watching me play because she was doing something and she was like you just kept getting annoyed putting the controller down walking around and coming back and trying again and I was like I'm sorry I, I just and I still haven't managed it so it's really winding me up now so I'm hoping I'll be able to finish that by next week um also I forgot to mention a couple of weeks ago when I was home visiting my boyfriend and my cats who has a Quest 2 that I played some Moss Book 2. We got sent a code um, from it a little while ago for the PlayStation VR. Yes. And then we got a code for the Quest version. Um, I played the first one and I really enjoyed it. And I've only played about maybe like an hour or so, maybe two hours of the new one, but I've been really enjoying it. And I've been really sad that the quest is so far away. So I'm like, man, I would really like to play this right now, but mm. I can't because my rift wouldn't run it anyway. And the quest is in Leicester. So hopefully- Questa. Questa. Hopefully when I'm home soon or when eventually the cats and the boyfriend are in Newcastle when they finally give me the keys to the house. Um, I'll be able to play more of it. So I'm excited to carry on playing it. Mm. So there.
0: So there. (laughs) F you. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you've been playing? Yeah, that's all I've been playing. Lovely. I went to Wales again last weekend. (laughs) Uh, And I'm never bloody at home. I just just want to sit down. (laughs) Uh, But I did, while I was in Wales, I did get the opportunity to go to an uh, 18s, 18-only arcade bar, uh, which was pretty fun. Kind of dilapidated. A lot of the machines weren't working. Do You buy very expensive tokens from behind the bar to use on the various machines. And the drinks were obscenely expensive. Would you like to guess how much a double vodka Red Bull costs?
3: This was in Cardiff.
0: This was in Cardiff. A double vodka Red Bull. And I'm it wasn't even something that you could just like, oh, I'll have a double vod- vodka Red Bull. It was like on their menu. Like this is a double vodka Red Bull and All this right. is how much it costs.
3: I reckon it was like maybe £9, 10 pence, specifically. <laughs> £9, 10 pence. Yeah. I'd like
2: to think it was a bit less than that. I was going to say like maybe £7.50. You're correct. It's £10. Oh.
3: I, has had I lived in Cambridge? There you couldn't get a drink for less than a tenner in most was, places in Cambridge. I was disgusted. Oh I was God.
0: I was thinking is is this a mistake? Red Bull costs pennies. It costs like a pound, maybe 1 pound 40 or something. And then for the vodka, you could for, you can buy a small bottle of vodka for less than a tenner. Mm. That's that's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the point is, I played two games while I was in there before I had to rush off to the stadium because I was watching the wrestling. And the two games I played was point blank and Mario Kart Arcade. Mario Kart Arcade was a bit busted in that, even though it was two conjoined machines, they would not let us play together. Right. And Point Blank was a bit busted in that one of the guns didn't have the, you know, the force feedback—the clack, clack, mm. clack of the of the gun, like popping mm. about. So again, not a great experience. But I did play both <laughs> of those games there, uh, and the only other game that I've had any time to play has been uh, continuing my run through Gears of War 2 in co-op. And I'm enjoying Gears of War 2 a lot more than Gears of War 1, I, right. I, I must say. Even though Gears of War 1, I, I think, was the was the special remastered version that they released for Xbox One, mm. whatever it's called. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, uh, I was, but this is the original Gears of War 2 on uh, 360. And uh, yeah, enjoying that. Looking forward to playing more of it and then hopefully getting through Gears 3, which I'm being told is even better. So... There we are. That is what I've been playing. Mm.
3: Time for question two, I think. Yeah. It comes from Cameron Keyword. Ni hao, bappiest of bossaroos. I have finally finished my game designer master's degree by the time this releases, so I can chat up about it now and find a job. Before then, I'm going down my caravan, going down to my caravan, and I'm taking my back compact uh, PlayStation 3 to play some PlayStation 2 classics, such as Burnout 3 and the OG Lego Star Wars. Probably better than the new one. Mm-hmm. Um... As well as some PS3 games to mop up trophies. My question is, if you do, why do you go why do you, you often go back to old games? Is it after a big life event to mop up old trophies slash achievements or old fashioned nostalgia? Thank you, Cameron. Thank, Thank you, Cameron. Congratulations on finishing your master's degree. Yes, yeah. congrats.
0: Hope you uh hope you managed to find a job without too much fuss and yeah. hassle. Yes.
2: Um I uh don't necessarily go back to old games on particular occasions so uh for example after a big life event i don't think there's specific times i would go back to an old game maybe if i was sort of feeling a bit down in the dumps possibly or um maybe if i had some friends over who are into certain old games but generally i in terms of why i would go back to them at any given time would be I mean, nostalgia is is one, but there's kind of more to it than that. It's not just nostalgia. It's kind of the overall vibe of something. So, it's not that I'm just trying to recapture how I felt when I was a child playing a certain game. It's that like, oh no, I I I like this uh, visual style of of say the PS one, or uh, you know, I like this kind of game design that doesn't necessarily exist anymore, or something like that, um, or. Maybe if I just fancy playing a bit of something that I'm familiar with, you know, playing a game that I know very well um, as a bit of a palate cleanser, or uh, if I don't have a lot of time to dedicate to uh, a game and I want to just sit down and play something, maybe not even with a view to complete it, like just play, like oh, I'll play, I'll play half of, you know, uh, I'll I'll play like three hours of Burnout now, and then I'll put it down and never touch it again or not not for another few years you know so that can be uh that can be a, a good reason to play a game that if you've played it before you don't feel the need necessarily to then play it to 100 completion so those are probably the main reasons i would play something old
3: um when i say play something old in my mind it just means play something that i've played before that i never finished is kind of hmm. where what I, what I would do like i played horizon obviously when uh it came out and i really enjoyed it but i didn't play it again until the second one was coming out and i just really was in my mind like i want to play the second one i'm going to play the first one again and that's when i finished all the trophies actually i don't think i did platinum it no i didn't cuz i didn't play it on ultra hard cuz i don't hate myself um so i haven't finished is all there the a trophy trophies for ultra hard i think so is that part of the platinum maybe it's just one you know how they do that second sub oh right maybe yeah, that's like a, like a new game plus maybe thing. it's in that okay um but i haven't done that for sure um but yeah i don't really care about trophies that much but normally if i go back to a game it's because like something is like twinged my interest in it and i'm like hey i want to play that again yeah. now like a sequel's coming out or something will happen and i'm like oh yeah actually, i actually do really want to play this game again now um Like recently, my boyfriend, he's a big fan of Kingdom Hearts and he watched a lore video about the mobile game and he got very annoyed at how much convoluted lore was in that. But then he was like, hey, I've actually uh, only played the third one one time. I guess I should play through them all again. (laughs) And I was like, great. Good, <laughs> can't wait for that to be in my life for the next six months. Um, but yeah, so I it does. It, I don't have like a nostalgia for a lot of the games. Normally it's just like something will twinge my interest and I'll be like, hey, I really want to play this game. And then I will have to play it because no other game fills the void. It's like having a craving for food when you really want a food hmm. and no other food is good enough until yeah. you have that specific food. And you have the yeah. egg,
0: lunchtime egg.
3: Lunchtime egg, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Pretty much, that's what I do. But I don't really care about going back to mock up trophies and stuff for no. games. I have to either do that while, like, when I'm it's in my mind, or I won't do that again unless it comes back around and is like something I'm interested in. I won't actively be like, "Hey, I never finished," because uh, I've never gone back to stray and finished all the trophies on that because I played it and then I was like, mm, "I, I like I enjoyed the game, but now I'm like done with it." In my mind, it's finished. So i either have to do all the trophies while I'm playing the game. And if I can't do that, then I just, I really struggle to go back and finish trophies. Because once it's done, it's done until the next piques my interest. So hmm. so, there. So, so there. So there. So there. All right. Have Deal it.
0: with it. Okay. That's right. just how.
3: That's just how it is. All right. It's
0: just the way it is. It is. Deal with it. Uh, I don't really. I mean, I can't remember the last time I booted up my PS3 to go and get trophies Mm -hmm. um there was a time where i used to go on holiday with my family and i would there were like a few consecutive years that we went on holiday where i would load up the vita with various games that i wanted to play and a few of them i would make sure like they they had some form of like achievable platinum trophy and i would go and do that but it wasn't me replaying them for nostalgia it was just because well this is something to do and like some meaningful progress or something to work on while i'm on holiday you know sat in the back of a car or whatever um and so when i do replay stuff now i mean i don't really play ps3 games anymore just because my ps3 is so loud and angry uh, but when i do replay stuff it is usually for nostalgia so i did actually play through resistance one and three last year when a friend came to visit that was that was fun but that was the most recent example i can think of of that uh resistance one doesn't have trophies because it came before trophies existed and resistance 3 I believe does have trophies but i probably got i don't know if i, I don't think i got the platinum in that game oh i did get the platinum in that game so it doesn't even matter it's too, it's too late. Can't earn those again. Uh, so, yes, for me, it's mainly nostalgia. The most recent examples being uh, I replayed Final Fantasy 7, the, the 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 re-release uh, after the remake came out, part one of the remake came out. Um, I went through Batman Arkham Asylum and City and Bioshock 1, 2 and Infinite, I think last year or 2020. Mm-hmm. I just really got a hankering for those. So mainly for me, it's just when, like like for you, Ashton. When when something just sort of piques my interest and mm-hmm. like ooh like we did GTA ranked very recently on the channel and I thought man I would re- I really want to play San Andreas and I haven't because I yeah. haven't had any time and obviously Saints Row the new one is a better game so I've been I, I prioritized that and I'm also still trying to get back to cyberpunk as well. So I've got various other things to play. There's too much to play. Luckily, there's a bit of a lull in the releases at the moment, but I just have no time to even catch up on the stuff that came out ages ago evidently so, none
2: of us have played the last of us yet right? no
0: i no. was
3: gonna say that a minute ago none of us have picked no but
0: that. andrew has yeah. from Call to cultaholic so we should get him in here because he's a real gamer yeah. and uh, he'll tell us all about it uh but no none of us have because i don't have the time for it and also $70. not spending yeah, 70 quid it is on it's very expensive uh so i I, I will wait i haven't even played forbidden west yet i really want to play that Didn't i need to find someone it? with a physical copy in the office so i can nick it uh, that's that's my next. I don't know if anyone does goal. have a physical copy. Well, Andrew buys a lot of games physically. Does Andrew that's have so a physical Owen. copy of The Last of Us? Because we yeah, could be all just did. pass yeah, that he around. Yeah, he probably got a special was, edition. It
3: was so. on his desk before he left for Cardiff. Oh,
0: nice. There you go. So, yes, once he's done with it, We'll will beat up Andrew. Yeah. We will rob him. Give us him. a copy of the last. Give us the one. Last of Us. Yeah, we like it enough to support it, but also not we don't buy, want to it. buy it. Buy <laughs> we're, we're with it in spirit, but not but not financially. Uh, anyway, that's that's my answer. Should we move on to something a bit strange? Okay.
3: Yeah, a bit peculiar, maybe.
2: And news.
3: But it's weird news time.
1: <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.
0: It's weird news time, time for some weird video game news. Remember, you can submit weird video game news to us on social media. The post did go out this week, so if you left a comment or a reply, we probably checked it, maybe. And if we pick it, you get a shout out right here. Mm -hmm. If you definitely want to get a shout out right here, though, go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and support us at a certain tier to become a podcast producer. Peter, do you want to
2: start us off with the podcast producers? Thank you, too. Nathan.
3: G.Y. Goliath.
2: Sean Legg. Corey Duffel
3: Robin Wardle. Ellie Nicholas.
2: Erica Hutchinson.
3: Aldi L. Bonnet.
2: Katie Jarrod And Gabrielle Philippine. Thank you, podcast
0: Thank producers. You podcast Thank you, producers. you so much. We love you. you. Love you all.
2: Peter, what's your weird news? I've got a weird news here that was submitted on Twitter by Andrew Shug at Shug on Twitter. Ashug. Ashug. That's, joke, that's next. It's from kataku.com.au. Good It's Silera. Uh, written by Claire Jackson. That's not Luke Plunkett. No, no it's the Australian
3: Luke Plunkett. Yeah, Luke
2: Plunkett is Australian. Claire Jackson. Is he?
3: Yeah. Oh. Genuinely, he is. I didn't know that.
2: Someone is selling nearly every console ever made on eBay for 1.4 million Australian dollars. Okay, so, so ten six pounds. <laughs> 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 Got him. Uh, we love you, yeah. Australia. We love you. Uh, the pound is very weak. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, while many a collector... Does it say random? Oh, that's Nintendo life, isn't it? While many a collector can claim to have any number of rare video games and memorabilia, few, if any, actually own a majority of every console variation manufactured in the last 50 years. But that's exactly what one France-based collector... The word is French. You're looking for there. France-based. <laughs>
3: uh, it might not be French. He might just live in France.
2: Well, his name is... Jean-Claude... No, it's not. I don't know. Um, France-based collector has just put up for auction some 2,400 different consoles, from standard issue to special editions to variations never officially for sale, for the cool asking price of 984,000 euros or around 1.4 million Australian dollars. We don't get it in either American dollars or pound sterling because...
3: The two biggest currencies are the euro and the Australian dollar. Yeah,
2: well, it's because it's listed in euros and it's an Australian site. So those are the only two relevant currencies.
0: How much
3: was it in euros? I can look it up. in
2: 984,000
3: euros. So
0: it'll be £920,000 is my
3: guess.
2: That's my guess. Yeah, it's not a bad guess. I'd say maybe slightly less, 910000
3: It's... Eight hundred fifty-six thousand oh. one hundred fifty-eight. Oh. Oh, wow, right
2: it's not quite as disastrous as thought. No, example. yeah, I thought it was almost even Stevens. Um, and what's that in US dollars? Bear
3: with me, just got scrolled up through the currency. This is the information
2: that people want.
0: Yeah. What is it in uh, Dead Island 2, the spider currency? Yeah, I believe he trades in okay, small sticks. Is, what, is that is on the
2: coin? Is small sticks on there as an option? No. It's, okay.
3: it's 983,439. It's so wow. basically
2: a million dollars. What is it like in that. NFT um, board chimps? Mm, Was it in Bitcoin? We
3: that, uh, <laughs> at Bitcoin? How many One. eggs
2: could I get <laughs> at lunch? Probably loads. <laughs> a lot of eggs. <laughs> Listed on French eBay <coughs> and spotted... <laughs> well, sorry, no, it's France-based eBay. France-based yeah. eBay, please. Listed on French e- France-based eBay and spotted by consolevariations.com. Video game uber enthusiast Kyori 30's sale includes some 2,400 consoles, quote, from the first to the very last. A number of games also for said consoles, and a bunch of fun statues and other video game collectibles. With the current price, quote, buy it now, with the current price, quote, buy it now price of nearly 1 million euros. With the current price, buy it now price of nearly 1 million euros, is what it says. Actually, it says while. While the current price, buy it now stop. price. Oh my god.
3: Please.
2: While the current oh, price. Don't say it again. Stop interrupting me then. I have to keep restarting. While the current price, buy it now price of nearly 1 million euros might well be outside of your budget. Not to mention how much storage space you'd need. The pictures and videos of Kyori 30's collection are more than worth a look. Check out their Sega collection, for example. And then there's a, a video of their... I mean, let me show you the images at the top of the article. It's a bit dark, but...
0: Wow, that's a lot of boxes. It's a lot
2: mm. of stuff, isn't it? Is well, that I, your flat? It does. <laughs> yeah. I wish. Um, yeah, they're all in their boxes as well. A Google translation of the eBay listing reveals that Kaori 30 began collecting in the early 90s before collecting might have been considered a thing right come on now
3: we all know collecting was invented in the 90s yeah
2: the road to this current mega collection was not without some back and forth as they sold their entire 90s collection at the turn of the century that they kept collecting during the noughties it came to an end during 2011 when they stopped for lack of time and difficulty in finding rare items but the story doesn't end there in 2018, they fell back into the trap of collecting after visiting Tokyo, where they acquired almost everything they'd sold off previously. Wow.
0: Wow. <laughs> How much money? How much... The disposable a income lot. is yeah.
2: astonishing. Uh, that twist is what leads them to this gargantuan collection of a majority of consoles ever made all in one place. Uh, and it is a sight to behold. And if you want to see them all ranked, uh, you can head to Triple Jump on YouTube. YouTube.com oh, forward slash Team Triple Jump. Uh, yeah, it says it, it, does it right say there. That. There yeah. should be a
0: correction, actually, because Tokyo, that's a Japan-based city, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. Okay. I
2: think so. Right, just wanted to um Clarify. It goes on a bit and then it says at the end, I have neither the wallet nor the space to even think about something like this, but it sure is fun to peruse the pictures and videos and imagine the wild logistics. Mm. Analogistics. I love wild analogistics. I love wild analogistics. There's stuff in there I never knew existed. Thank you, Claire, for writing that. What, you, is what is a <laughs> GameCube? What is that?
3: Does it go in the kitchen?
2: I don't understand. <laughs> I hope the Marlborough handheld... Um, oh, yes. What is it? Atari... Is Links? It? Yeah. Atari Links, I think. Is game Gear it? or something. One of Came with a pre-packed Marlborough-based platform mm. game as well. Mm. Lovely. Well,
0: I have some weird news. Yeah?
3: It was submitted by Cameron Keywood and Michael Milan on Twitter. And also Ben put it in the Slack chat on Saturday, I but I missed it. And I'm going to give Everyone him... it. 30 no one, seconds sorry. now to tantrum about it.
0: Thank you. I was uh, actually thinking about... because. What Ashton's about to explain, I'm going to give you no context, but it's a blind bidding process. So you can just submit a bid. You don't have to beat the previous bid. So I thought that for bragging rights, I would submit a bid on one of these items, a very low one, just to say that, that, you bid on it. that I should. one of these should be mine and
2: that I was robbed. Yeah. I didn't realize. I thought tantrum. it was. I, I thought it was a line of like they were going to like produce them and just can, oh. anyone could buy them. Hey, I didn't realize Straiters.
3: it was this. I've not talked about it yet. No, but
0: I, what is it, Ashton? Ashton, tell us more. What is it?
3: It comes from kataku by John Walker, and it says, "Oh God, you Randy Pitchford wants you <laughs> to buy his horrible you shirt."
2: Sorry, say that again.
3: It says, "Oh God, ew." Randy Pitchford wants you to buy his horrible used shirts.
2: (laughs) Horrible. Horrible. Used
3: shirts.
0: Stinky Pitchford shirts.
3: It's for a development scholarship, but in a deeply strange move, Gearbox didn't say which one. You know how amateur magician and (laughs) sometimes Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford wears awful shirts? Well, the Borderlands boss has chanced upon the, this idea to auction off his old used clothing in it to aid a charity. Which charity? No clue. Because this is a timeline. Because this is the timeline we deserve. <laughs> Update: We now we now know. See below. Oh, okay.
2: It's the Randy Pitchford uh, <laughs> New yeah. New Wardrobe Society. Randy yeah. Pitchford
3: Pocket Society. And um, the auction and even the URL is cursed. Lists Pitchford's old unwanted clothing, each at a suggested value of four hundred and $400.47. Um, each more hideous and more already worn by Randy <laughs> Pitchford than the last.
2: <laughs> Does it say what the URL is? The first URL? It's
3: just based... Oh, kataku! Almost clicked on your bloody subscription thing. It's like, it's a bidbeacon.com, but like the actual URL is like long and just horrible. Let's see if I can see it. Um oh, I can't get it to come up.
2: <laughs> it's okay, you don't have to. Okay, it's not coming up.
3: But it's it is bad. It's a long and like convoluted and full of like symbols and numbers. <laughs> Just put it through briefly. Um, come on, guys. Yeah. Um now there's a version of this story where Pitchford is doing this as a stunt to gain attention for a deeply worthy cause. Perhaps a life-saving charity that really touched his heart, like all of these shirts too, nearly have. <laughs> um we are not experiencing that. We are not experiencing that version. The auction's tweet suggested it will be for a developer scholarship, but nowhere in the tweet nor on the auction page does it say which ones. Perhaps a truly wonderful one, but we don't know. Um, Games Radar spotted this madness first. They guessed at a particular scholarship charity that we shared the, that shared the name Gearbox. But we've since learned, we've since learned they're not associated with Gearbox at all. This isn't helped with the About This Auction section on the Bid Beacon site that's simply been left empty. Um, They've updated it and there's just update information. We reached out to Gearbox to ask if they can clear up this mystery and will update the story should they reply. Disturbingly, the Bid Beacon site reports that some shirts have received multiple bids, although everything has been listed as blind bids, such that we cannot see how close to the suggested $400 anyone has offered. I've been unable to confirm whether the site accepts negative numbers.
1: <laughs>
3: of course, if this really is being done to support charity bearing the company's own name, not only is it down where they don't say so, but you might want to ask the question about a Developer, which has self-made approximately $180,000 in last year, oh, net of approx- made a net of approximately one hundred eighty mil. Oh, is that million? Yeah, million. million, six y- zeros. Yes. 180 million dollars in the last year needs to sell old clothes to provide funds let alone a company owned by the all-consuming embracer group Mm. um we've heard back from gearbox who tells us a supporter charity is not their own scholarship but rather the esa foundations you can find out more about the support in the thing and then They've um, removed some unaffiliated charity information in the text. So, yeah, basically, Randy Pitchford selling his old used shirts
0: yeah. mm.
3: to support a foundation from the ES. They
0: are just opening themselves up for a bit of ridicule here, not just because it's weird, mm. but also because what if they've said what they think the value of the shirts are? Yeah. What if it doesn't hit that? That is going to get out. Do they have people... Does Randy just end up bidding on them themselves to save face? Like, oh, yes, people really want my shirts. This person bid in excess of $6,000 for one of my shirts. I think by... Um,
3: this is the URL, by the way. This is what it looks like. Oh,
0: yeah, that's long.
2: Oh, no, that's really bad. Mm. Um, I think by by them putting that guide price on there, I think anyone who... Because there will be people out there who think Randy Pitchford is great, and they want one of his shirts. And so I think that there will be enough of those people in the world who will probably bid at least just the guide price. on For these.
3: reference, there's 47 shirts.
2: Okay, well maybe not. I don't know if there'll be 47 people willing to A
0: bid. A couple of them have like one
3: bid. Yeah, I was gonna say, three when I bids. There it,
2: it was just some of them had one
0: bid. On oh, that.
3: I kind of want one.
0: Yeah, so do I. Just for bragging rights.
3: This one, this one's got eight bids. Some people really want this one.
0: Yeah, wow. I just want to go for one with one bid because I imagine there are several that people have just bid like one dollar. Yeah. Imagine that
3: I come into the podcast one day and I'm just wearing an incredibly loud shirt that well, is, then we'll know, belongs one, to Randy Pitchford. Well, but one you'll time. cut,
0: you'll cut half of it off.
3: Yeah, well, oh, I'll should style do that. It out. You could do a yeah, half Randy Pitchford shirt. Someone's like, one of these shirts is just a blue shirt. Like, that's just a blue shirt that you could just get in, like. That's just your a dad's, dad's H&M. blue
0: shirt. Yeah. Someone come and get their dad. He's dropped he's all his clothes on the selling internet.
3: Selling his clothes on the internet.
0: Weird.
2: Really weird.
0: I'm going to
3: pick one later. That's
2: even, in a way, that's weirder that he's just selling, like, plain blue shirts as well. Mm. Like, if they were all sort of very loud you could almost match them up to like oh he wore this one on stage when he was at that thing or he wore it in this video that they put out on does it tell you like if you
3: bid does it tell you if you've um not bid enough because i might bid on this one it's only got one bid it's horrible
2: you'd look good in it though that's it's almost a bit of an ashton shirt
3: right that one i need to log in and make an account but i've got one day in 18 hours
2: yeah, I don't think it'll tell you immediately if you're not... I don't think it'll say who the highest bidder is. It'll just... No. They'll all close and then... Whoever's done
0: will be notified.
2: I've got a weird news.
0: Mm-hmm. It comes from Nine Inch Nail Tech at Online Sphinx on Twitter. And it is the website No Techie, which I've never heard of. Mm. Oh. Uh, the website... Website, the article title is Some Geniuses Made 3D Minecraft in Minecraft. What? What? The time has finally come. After more than a decade of development and evolution, someone has finally made Minecraft in Minecraft using only redstone. Oh my god! That someone is use uh, is Reddit user real underscore samiuri. Along with help from a couple of friends, real samiuri was able to accomplish what Minecraft redstone have been talking about for years. If you're unfamiliar with Minecraft redstone, oh, uh, if you're unfamiliar with Minecraft redstone, is a resource inside the game that is somewhat similar to electricity in the real world. You can use redstone to do automated tasks like opening doors, creating elevators, or even idly farming other resources but Redstone capabilities stretch much further than simple tasks. Many users much smarter than I am have been able to create all kinds of things inside Minecraft with Redstone. There have been cell phones that can actually make calls, and there's even a full-blown computer capable of playing games like Tetris or Snake that Real underscore Samiuri also created. But what Real Underscore Samiuri was able to do with Redstone goes even further than that. With a total of seven months of work, Real Underscore Samiuri and their entire team was able to rebuild the entire 3D game of Minecraft inside Minecraft. I won't even begin to pretend like I understand how this is possible. The team used a combination of redstone circuits and previous creations to make a gaming console inside the game. There's even a dedicated graphics processing unit as part of the build. Would you like to see it running? Yeah, and it all translates to a 96 by 64 pixel screen where you can play Minecraft. In Minecraft, loud. That was really loud. I
3: bid ten dollars on that shirt. Yeah. So I hope I get it. I but, didn't have to. I don't know what I have to do now. Just so wait, I guess.
0: Here's the here's the building. Oh my god. Processing unit and all that. It actually, looks
2: like the inside of a computer.
0: And there we go. There's there's Minecraft running in Minecraft.
2: Oh my God, it kind of is. How what do I want to know that? is, can you, does that version of Minecraft have redstone in it? And could you? Oh my God, build <laughs> Could you build Minecraft in, in that? there? Well, that's the next logical goal but look at that god that actually looks really good as well yeah. in motion
0: it's unbelievable uh it's How they kind of ridiculous that? the article continues but there'll be a link in the link down below if you want to have a look or you know you can just google Jesus. it find out but people have made minecraft sorry real underscore sam yuri and his team their team have made minecraft in minecraft now so that's uh, it. are We've we real who knows who are knows? we in minecraft i don't even know at this point
3: the lowest bid you can do on this is two dollars so i don't i Bid ten dollars because I was like, if they've someone's gone in and they've just bid two dollars on everything, mm. maybe I'll win it. So, b- by the time this goes out, this podcast, we will know if I've won or not.
2: You'll have won
0: something.
3: They say but- with
2: blind bids, you should do a weird number, like because a lot of people might think I'll bid ten dollars, whereas if you bid like I'll eleven dollars okay. and i
3: I'll cents. bid eleven. Okay, yeah. I've now bid twice. Okay. Right. I'm I'm two of the three bids on this, and I right. bid against myself. So.
0: I I have now made a really stupid internal decision to go and bid a lot of money on one of the shirts. Don't
3: bid a lot of money. Just on them. just
2: so I could just so I could win one.
3: Don't bid a lot. What will Why? you
2: actually do with it if you win a Randy Pitchford shirt? Just just, just bring it put out. It on in the a podcast. Put it in a frame. Say, stick it on the wall. Just walk into work one day wearing it. Uh, I will feel strangely uncomfortable to be in the same room as a shirt that Randy <laughs> Pitchford has worn. It could have been the
0: one that he was wearing when he left a USB stick full of porn.
3: day. Yeah. I was That's just going to say, it could have been
2: that one. Um, yeah, so... Do
3: they have to specify that you can't give away the one you tossed off in? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, they may have tossed off in multiple shirts. I think
0: that one's more valuable. You can make your own Randy. That's oh, boy. <laughs>
2: Okay, let's move on to question three, please. It's from Sam Lott. Sorry, Sam, that you have to follow that. Uh all right, you absolute gearlets. Is that one of the terminology yeah, I think words? So, yeah. Um I've been dipping into Croc Legend of the Gobbos on PS1 <laughs> recently. While a lovely nostalgia trip, the game does show its age. The clunky controls and awkward camera seemed quaint for the first few stages, but get rather irksome as the difficulty ramps up. There are issues. Uh, these are issues that nowadays have been, for the most part, eliminated or at the least vastly improved upon. What formerly commonplace elements of older games are you glad to see the back off? Conversely, are there any relics from game de, game? <sighs> I will get to the end of this. Conversely, are there any relics from game design of previous generations that you would like to see brought back? Thank you very much. Sam. Thank you, Sam. Uh, Stop! <laughs> Stop <laughs> it! I did on a different one. <laughs> I can see Croc Legend of the Gobbos has definitely aged very badly. People always say, "Oh, they should bring back Croc." If they did, they would have to overhaul the movement, physics, and stuff because it it's a quaint game, but does not play well now. Uh, it's like GoldenEye. You know, everyone says GoldenEye is great. It it is for what it was, but it's also a bit rubbish. <gasps> Whoa. Hang on bit, now. There's
3: a stone. That's the police will come take. and arrest me.
2: They will come and get me for saying that. No, it's it's aged badly, GoldenEye and mm. Croc, and some of these games have, unfortunately. So um I am glad that we have relatively um uniform, unified, universal control schemes um from game to game. It used to be an absolute no man's land, Wild West, um back in the day where Sometimes to shoot, you would press the top shoulder buttons or the bottom ones. Uh, driving could be for, forward D-pad to drive, or X or a, tr- a trigger button. God knows what. Now we still have variation in that, and it partly depends on you know needing to free up certain face buttons for certain abilities in games, and you know not every game is going to have the same ability and stuff like that, but you roughly know what you're doing now when you pick up any given game of a certain genre. Mm. So I like that. Uh, tank controls, don't mm. like those. I mean, that's partly one of the Croc's issues, but not not only that. But uh, Tomb Raider, for example, the original Tomb Raider games, I really like them for what they are and what they kind of mean in a video game historical context. But And, and for that reason, I always feel like, oh, I'd really like to go back and play those because I had a couple of them as a kid and never finished them because they were too hard. But I just know that if I sat down and tried to play original Tomb Raider games, any of the first three, all the way through, I would just struggle and probably not enjoy it that much. Um, And I'm glad that life counters are pretty much gone as well. Um, When Crash 4 came out, it was a bit controversial in the Crash industry, uh, sorry, the Crash community um, that did given i think there's an option isn't it it's not yeah there's an option to remove the life counter so you can still enable it Uh, but people are saying uh hello that's like a, a classic you know mechanic in crash and what's the point of collecting the fruit well actually even if you disable the life counter there's still a point to collecting the fruit you get it's like one of your gem collectibles is tied to how much fruit you get in a level so i think they. They rightly are being phased out, life counters for the most part, and before you know it, they'll be gone completely. Um, apart from maybe in very specific cases where it, it matters to the game, but uh, yeah, I think they they were there to kind of as part of the artificial difficulty of the sort of early '90s um, to try and extend games back when there were game game releases were few and far between. Um, I didn't really come up with anything for the last part of the question because I read it and immediately forgot about it. But (laughs) if I think of anything that should be brought back, I will say it at the end.
3: I also wrote down tank controls. I said, I'm glad tank controls have been banished. (laughs) <laughs> um from gaming <laughs> um obviously not completely they're still the odd game but i do still enjoy the fact that i didn't have to deal with those because like say i think they would drive me insane mm-hmm. um and then i drew another arrow to write something down <laughs> and then it's empty and I, c- I must have got distracted what does it mean and i've i can't remember what oh, i was it's, gonna it's, write there it says buy uh, bid uh, on more randy pishman shirts oh hold on it's, it's, it says yeah Pay more money pay, for a sweaty shirt. Pay more money for stink boys. Weird. Shirts. Um, but I am not really a fan of a turn-based combat, which may be a mm-hmm. uh, shocking considering I've been playing Mario and rabbits yeah. for the last two weeks. Um, but like, I'm really glad that they kind of didn't implement that in the new Final Fantasy and the Final Fantasy Seven remake because I would just not have got on with it at all. I just get bored really easily, and I think I would have just zoned out and not really know what i was doing i don't really love um in kingdom hearts how you have to like control wow control the other characters while you're in combat um i liked how guardians of the galaxy did it a lot more where like the game kind of like briefly slowed down so you had time to kind of decide what you were doing um but yeah i i quite enjoy that that's kind of not as popular in in a lot of games now Obviously, you get like an rts and stuff it's still you know That's the point of it. But uh, you can, if you don't like them, you can just avoid that whole genre. So I'm glad that they haven't kind of stuck around in other genres quite as much um, as they used to. Um, But again, in terms of things I would like to see brought back, I don't really have a lot of things I would like to see brought back because I like games now um, and I haven't played a lot of really old games. So I don't have like things I'm like, oh man, I wish there was life counters in all games uh, because I just don't have, any fondness for them. They annoy me, if anything. So, so yeah, that's what I wrote down. Well, that's one thing I wrote down, the other thing's an arrow, so I'm going to keep thinking what that might have been <laughs> for a while. Yeah.
0: Uh, I am glad that password systems are gone. Mm. Mm. Don't like those. That's um, a good one. I am also very glad for uh, standardized controls. As mm-hmm. you, said. you know, we, we now roughly know what each button should do in most games. Um, the... Reliance on manual saves being reduced now is really appreciated. So lots of games auto-save now. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, you could have a power cut and lose everything if you hadn't saved for a while, which is not great. Uh, bad checkpoints. The games that did have checkpoints, they were often not very good. And you might as well have lost all your your, your save data and your progress anyway. Uh, analog sticks. Sorry, con- what? Analogistics. Thank you. For controlling the camera easily yeah. was a bit of a revelation yeah. you know the camera controls in some of those older games are weird at best mm. um and the standardization of controllers having at, at least two analog sticks really made a big difference to actually being able to maneuver th- your way through the world a lot easier uh in terms of things that i miss bonus demos like it's not really game design mm. but games used mm. to have like demos hidden yeah. in them and stuff on the main menu um the visuals to an extent i think are starting to become. As we have spoken about on this podcast before starting to become a bit nostalgic now um games being remade remade in those styles like like bloodborne psx and things like that yeah looking real nice uh the turnaround time for releases these games used to come out once a year and mm. because the production value has gone up so much, I know that that doesn't, you know, there's there's no, we can't really equate it now with modern standards of games, but like you could get a sequel to a game you enjoyed last year, this year, and that would be, <laughs> it's unthinkable now. Um, what about the need for innovation that sort of leveled the playing field, especially in the 90s when developers... There, were, there was a big disparity. Obviously, some worked with big publishers and some were sort of much, much smaller. But because it was this kind of wild west where there were no real standards, the need for innovation was quite high so that some games could come out of nowhere and do something really interesting and then get a lot of success for that. And uh, in that sense, the playing field was a, mo- uh, a lot more level than it is now. Um, even if your budget was less, you could still do some really groundbreaking stuff uh, because it was such fertile ground. And that's it. That's what I got.
2: Couch co-op and split screen is mm. something that I miss. It's not yeah. completely gone the way of the dodo, but it is far more rare now than it once was. And uh, I I know why from a technological standpoint, now that games are so powerful, uh, sorry, consoles are so powerful, but games are being designed to use all of that power on you know, the, the single player mode uh, to then have twice as much to render and process on one screen or four times as much if you want to do four player sc- split screen. Uh it's just not so feasible anymore, but um I do miss it. Uh something else that I'm glad uh is here now uh is um pauseable uh or skippable cutscenes. Mm. Um you know, you can hit start and it will pause the cutscene uh or you can hit a certain button it'll say like, you know, hold this button to skip the cutscene. You couldn't always skip them back in the day and um he certainly couldn't pause them. So, yeah, that's a good thing.
0: Excellent.
3: I don't remember what the arrow was You didn't, you didn't was get pointing. your arrow on, no. No. We'll think on that. Head empty, brain off.
0: Brain Come to back move. to it next arrow week.
3: Arrow empty, yeah.
0: It's time for something rather large. It's called The, the big, big Discussion.
3: discussion.
0: <laughs> it's Big Discussion time. Time for the big video game discussion that this week comes courtesy of Janet Wicks. Hey, abap. Do you figure, think... Do you think in the future, Whoa. take that Janet. Rude. Do you sorry Janet. Do you think in the future video games will be taught in school alongside things like Shakespeare or Picasso? What's Picasso, Peter? Can you tell us about Picasso? Picasso is a uh, he he used to do paints. Did he? Yeah. Okay. That's nice of him. Never heard of him. Mm. I can, uh, to be clear, I have, (laughs) (laughs) being facetious. I can see Journey and Flower ending up in art classes while games like Bioshock are already being taught in philosophy classes. If so, what games do you think will be included? Thank you, Janet.
3: Thank you, Janet. Thank
0: you, Janet.
2: Um, I think that it is unlikely outside of a video games context. Um, So... For example, I mean, it, I've kind of been undone by Janet saying that Bioshock is already being taught in philosophy classes because I although I did read the question, I then wrote my answer and sort of didn't think about that aspect. But what my answer was going to be that even um, film being taught uh, or TV being taught or shown at school uh doesn't happen that much until you choose a relevant subject like later on so if you take like something like media studies i imagine at that point you do probably start watching a fair bit of film and tv um at school but we maybe like did a little bit of it in english i remember our um our gcse i think english teacher showing us an episode of the simpsons for some reason and we're probably supposed to be analysing it or something. But you were watching The Simpsons, right? Well, yeah, we were all just watching The <laughs> Simpsons. And I remember it's uh, the joke was it's one of the many times that Homer ends up in jail for whatever reason. And there's a guy sitting in the corner of his cell like playing a harmonica and he's got like a bald head and an orange jumpsuit. Mm. And Homer turns to him and says, what are you in for? And he goes, atmosphere. Because he's like playing a harmonica and he's like this sort of background prisoner right. character. And the my English teacher, who was about 60 was rolling on the floor with (laughs) laughter oh
1: very good
2: oh atmosphere she thought it was really funny um anyway uh so i don't think video games will be taught certainly in a in a general sense where like everyone who's moving through the school system is gonna be exposed to them necessarily i'd like that to be the case but i think it will be you know You'll have to take philosophy or you'll have to take media studies or, of course, video game design. I'm sure you get to see a lot of video game stuff in um, classes like that. The one place I can see it maybe having a bit more airtime is music lessons. Mm -hmm. Um, Because as with film, as I say, film doesn't get so much, still doesn't get that much time in, in kind of mainstream school. Except in music, we used to do little bits of film music. Um, and kind of like analyze it and do whatever you're supposed to do. Um, so, and actually on um, classic FM, which we sometimes listen to in the car, uh, they have a whole section. Uh, I think it's weekly um, called High Score, as in score, mm-hmm. where they play just video game music for like yeah, an I hour I've heard or heard two.
3: Of that before.
2: Um, and so you know, it gets it gets its uh, time in the spotlight there. And so why shouldn't it be in schools as well i think certainly video game music should be taught and you know we know full well that video games can be art and they can have interesting philosophies in them and they i think they should be taught uh elsewhere in school as well but i think that's less likely personally
3: well we already know that assassin's creed is used in like history classes True. and stuff and minecraft um, is, as, and well, minecraft is mm-hmm. as well for a lot of uh, lessons so there is obviously the ways that, that games have like infiltrated and how they've kind of Adapted like Assassin's Creed's Explorer mode, I think they offered it to schools. Like, Mm. they, especially with the the most recent one, Valhalla, I think they did have like a whole thing where schools could buy literally just the like educational bit. Yeah, I forgot. Um, Which is obviously great because it's good to use these tools for a lot of kids. Because a lot of kids nowadays, what was potentially like film when we were kids is now like video games. That's probably like a lot of people's kind of like thing. Um so definitely that there is scope for video games to be taught in lessons, but like Peace says, I don't know how how much they will kind of infiltrate everything in every lesson and stuff. Um I mean we used to play cool maths games, but nobody they weren't instructed to do that. We just played them. Mm. Um but there are definitely I wrote down some silly answers because I thought I was being funny.
0: Uh have a little
3: faith. I, I know. They're not serious answers. Okay. I wrote down Dark Souls and personal development so you know how not to get too mad. Okay, yeah. Um, but there's definitely like video games that you could use as like uh, ways to kind of teach kids about like, you know, a post-apocalyptic thing. Do you talk about climate change? Like mm-hmm. your horizons, mm-hmm. yeah. Your- fallout play an nft game yeah play an nft game that
0: burned a small rainforest yeah exactly (laughs) so worth of energy
3: yeah there's definitely like scope for a lot of these games to kind of be infiltrating into mainstream education but like peter says a lot of them will probably you'll find start to come into your education when you're a little bit later on when you start to pick and specify in what you're learning rather than it being like year sevens play like every game in like a bunch of their lessons because there's not really that many games you could play in like a science you just have to teach science you know or maths Mm -hmm. you just have to teach maths so there's probably not that many games that not that many subjects that games could actually be a part of but like with art and more theoretical subjects rather than the more like analytical subjects you probably might find they them infiltrating in a little bit
2: the technology is certainly useful like i'm sure yeah. vr and like touchscreen stuff is used probably quite a lot now in schools like interesting mm. things like that but in terms of like mainstream games i don't know maybe as soon as you said the thing about assassin's creed i was like oh yeah actually I'm, I was kind of imagining my school in, like, the mid noughties And, like, would they have games? No. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not what schools are anymore. So I mm. i don't know. Maybe it is a bit more likely than mm. I think. I think
0: the Assassin's Creed stuff is so clever as well. Yeah. yeah. that's that's, like, the main hook for me with Assassin's Creed games now. Just yeah. the settings. I don't really care about the story. of the, the tem- Do you not care about the Templars, Ben? S- tragically. They
3: don't care about the Templars. I don't care about the Templars.
0: Do you not care
2: about the modern day? What is going on there? That sort of end of the world? No, nah, I, sure? I think they're over there now.
0: Or are they? I don't know. There was some more end of the it world stuff in Valhalla. In Valhalla yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's not
2: Miles anymore.
0: Although he's still being talked about. Oh, Nolan North doing his best. Nolan North voice. Yeah. Mm. Um, I wrote quite an extensive answer to the extent that I am actually just going to read it. because okay. I, I don't think I can just Pick points off because it's kind of sequential. It's I just, quite big answer, I just vomited out onto a page earlier. So I'm welcome to your TED out. talk. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is my TED talk. uh In terms of, do you think in future video games will be taught in school alongside things like Shakespeare and Picasso? Janet has answered her own question uh, because it already is. Mm. Uh, even outside of specialist gaming classes, Minecraft is in schools right now, as we already said. Will it ever be held in the same regard and with the same reverence as Shakespeare? No, No. I don't think so. But games are still a young medium and they will continue to push the envelope until they become undeniable outside of just how much money the games industry is worth, Mm -hmm. which is already undeniable. Uh, The doubters will die off. And more and more people will grow up playing games. So, you know, there's, there's a more, there are more fans among the, the general populace anyway, and they'll probably be looked upon increasingly favorably as time goes by, for that reason alone. Uh, the reverence for games will increase, but I don't think games will ever be appreciated on the same level as literary classics, and they don't need to be. You can't play the works of Shakespeare, although you probably can in some crappy blast game. Uh, they can be appreciated differently. They don't have to, you know. You don't, you don't have to say that just because Shakespeare has a story, the works of Shakespeare has a story, and The Last of Us has a story, that they have to be compared uh, Mm. like for like because they are very differently. Even so, I'd imagine most people's lists of games to be taught in schools are largely the same, despite being so very different from the likes of Shakespeare. We're evaluating these games purely from a literary standpoint slash a quality of writing standpoint, which is why you know the things like The Last of Us and Bioshock always come up in conversations. But uh, games offer way more than that. Uh, So while The Last of Us and Bioshock should be in there, so too should WoW, TF2, RuneScape and the shield-wiggling stuff you do in Dark Souls could have an entire paper written about it in regards to how humans communicate with one another when words are stripped away. Uh, Because... Uh, I skipped a bit here. Uh, There are parallels between the mediums for quality, but games offer more than that. Perhaps we should be focusing on the social aspects of games too, how they brought people together. Video games offer so much, and at some point we'll have the means to properly uh, evaluate their impact. So kind of meandering there, but my point was basically that... uh, the way that people talk about games as arts usually is either purely in an artistic form in terms of how they look and how minimal they are or purely from a writing literary standpoint. Mm. And at that stage, if you're comparing The Last of Us or Bioshock to the works of Shakespeare, then it's just that there is no comparison because Mm. one has been around for hundreds of years and one is like a decade old, Mm. if that. Uh, So games do more than books can. Why aren't we celebrating the things that games can do, like the social
2: stuff? Uh, yeah, the social stuff is interesting. I think that's like, or pro- that, that probably, again, uh, as, as Janet says about Bioshock and uh, philosophy, I think some of the social things are probably already being studied at like a higher, like academic level, mm. like at, sort of universities yeah. and by those sorts of people. You know, as you say, you could do a whole paper on how do you communicate when all you can do is wiggle a shield or do like limited emotes. Yeah, or...
3: But yeah. how would you fit that into a regular school curriculum? Well, that's the that's different. You that's like the level.
2: It. Yeah, like a, a higher Like they taught, they used the. Um, the World of Warcraft, um, yes, pandemic, the virus thing, yeah. Um, are you aware of that? Yeah, where yeah. Uh, there was some effect that accidentally leaked out of a boss encounter, like an instance, and made its way into the overworld. It was completely accidental, and it was being spread, and people were like setting up quarantine zones and stuff. Like really interesting. Mm. So from that level, uh, there's so much to kind of study, um, but that's probably slightly beyond secondary school, or maybe like top end, sort of like what we would call sixth form maybe at that kind of level you could start talking about things like like a
3: sociology or a psychology kind of thing and how communications change that kind of thing but like like you say it's there is definitely a lot of ways you can study a video game and draw out a lot of you know both physical what you've seen a video game and like the social and the mental that you get from the video game but whether that will ever trickle down to the regular like teen that's learning or even lower it's not really seen as of yet obviously there's ways that they've used like minecraft and stuff and assassin's creed but like those are things that have very specific uses like well specifically the assassin's creed one has a very specific use and is used for history where you can't really like s- necessarily study the social way no of no that's not with, like, really the, the sense that's that i'm, I'm you're, yeah it's not but, really
0: the sense that i meant it and it was more like when we talk about games as art it's usually from one angle and yeah. there's so many more things that games offer than other works of that we would consider works of art, like mm. like the works of Shakespeare or Picasso, whoever that guy is. Yeah. Um, there, there are just more angles that we can come at it and more ways that games can be appreciated. How that translates into teaching kids at school, I'm not really sure, but mm. we are, we're still so comparatively early on in the, the journey of what video games are and that appreciation and the means with which they can be studied and taught and the the ways in which they are relevant will change and evolve uh, to the extent that they probably will have a more active role in schools. But as it currently stands, I can't see them ever being taught alongside Shakespeare and Picasso like in yeah. the same
2: class. Well, like Ashton was saying, like the the, the difference, and this, I know this is not what you yeah like, yeah not what you were saying. Like the difference is, and the, and the way in which video games might make their way into schools more is that the likes of minecraft and assassin's creed are more about they're not about the game um in in the sense of like it's it's campaign or it's story or something it's it's a tool like Mm. you know minecraft is used for architecture and um all kinds of things like art and stuff and they they use it as a tool and assassin's creed in a sense is being used as a tool it's not about here's assassin's creed it's it it could just as easily be called here's our viking simulator so you guys can understand what viking life was like you know Mm, so that's the difference between assassin's creed and minecraft compared to something like the last of us Um, although you make the point that that could be maybe used to study sort of post-apocalyptic society but um in terms of games as art that's Mm. a whole separate issue like you know looking at the last of us and saying oh but look at its story and its characterizations and stuff like those are two in a way two completely different ways you can bring video games into schools yeah
0: it's how games as it stands would would fit into the current way of teaching because the way of teaching might change and and then who knows where we go but as it stands yeah yeah, there's there's very few ways
3: externally from the game itself you mentioned i like vr one Mm. of my friends works for a company that creates vr lessons Mm. that are specifically designed to be played in a vr headset not necessarily for kids but in certain situations they'll put together like training programs and stuff that are done in VR, mm-hmm. which is like these are, this was made because of games and is now traveling over into various methods. And I know that Meta Facebook are making a new headset that is specifically designed to be able to be worn while you're doing your office work that connects to a keyboard, which is just insane. Um, but something like that could be used in a school to get kids involved a lot more and definitely you can't get distracted when you're inside a VR headset because you yeah. literally can't look at anything else. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely ways that these, that games have trickled over into education and the um, technology as well is probably helpful in a lot of ways. So it's definitely getting there in terms of like being seen as the same kind of art form as film and TV is, has been. But like I said, like you, how often did you watch a film or a TV show when you were in school? Cause mine was like, we'd watch half a, couple a film of times a year maybe. yeah yeah you watch half a film on the end of term and that's about it um so like how easy is it to get film involved in education with how easy is it to get video games which are even more divisive by like like you say by the the doubters yeah and at least and with a, a
2: film you can uh you can play a movie to a class of 30 whereas mm. with a video game they would either have to sit and sort of watch footage yeah or you know and, and that means that they can't get hands-on with it and so yeah. and that's a whole component of analyzing a certain video game as art it's like being hands-on you can't there's probably not there's not going to be a budget for 30 kids to actually be able to play a specific game and study it from that angle so that mm. rules that out temp- at least for now mm. um so it's going to be a long time before people are actively playing games
0: other than the very very practical ones yeah. that fit into the existing education mold um in schools but it may be sooner than we think that and well we already know that it's happening with the case of, of bioshock and stuff that that people will be talking about and studying video games from an analytical standpoint yeah. rather than a, a practically sitting there and playing them standpoint but mm. who knows it's going to be a long time but it could happen but it, I I still don't think there'll be any comparing it to classic works. No, just anytime yeah. soon. Maybe in a couple of hundred years, but we'll you know, there'll be no world left then. So yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, let us know what you think of that big discussion there. Very good big discussion from Janet. I think mm, well don't. Yeah, Janet I enjoyed that. Uh, in the comments below and various other places around the internet, Peter is going to
2: tell you about a few of them. Write meow. You can go to youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump for all of our videos and our live streams uh when we are streaming on both of those sites we are modded by Lobrotovich, trailing badger and mr black did you know speaking of twitch that if you've got amazon prime Part of the bundle is a free Twitch sub, so you can spend that on us and no extra cost. It's just part of Amazon Prime. I think um, there's also reduced subs, cost subs. Yes. Yeah, costs yeah sub,
3: September, I think. Sub, I think.
2: September,
0: yeah. If, sub you were, if you were looking to get your resub in early, make sure you do it in September. Yeah. You get it a bit
2: cheaper. Maybe, mm. I don't know if it works with gift subs as well. Maybe
0: you I don't think cheaper. it does. I think is it's it literally oh. just
3: subscriptions. Oh, and that was people were being don't... like, why is not gift subs included?
2: Mm, yeah. Yeah uh twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump to get to our twitter and facebook we have video content on there like legacy videos re-uploaded we've got live stream announcements we've got little bits bits and bobs like you know, come and ask questions on the podcast or whatever things like that fraser looks after twitter and facebook for us uh, and also looks after TikTok.com forward slash at team triple jump it's where our TikTok is we don't TikTok that often, but Fraser's been off, so maybe we'll start again now. We're going to
0: start putting these cold opens on there as well as on Facebook. And, oh, they're going on TikTok? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, the, you know those delightful bits from the beginning of Worst Games Ever and Weirdest Games Ever, the little little snippets of, oh, what, what's coming up on, mm, on coming the episode? Soon, now. Uh, those are going to be going out on social media, just a little tease of what's to come. Yeah, mm, that's a good idea. <laughs> uh,
2: and patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. There's loads of tiers on there with loads of different rewar- re- rewards. <laughs> um so you can get early access to worst games ever and weirdest games ever you can ask questions on this podcast you can get uh access and ask questions uh on the other podcast after dark loads of things go and have a look
3: we have a website it's triple j- dot m- that's triple j u.mp it jump it's very clever if you want to join our discord and chat with our wonderful community you can go to triple j- dot m- forward slash discord on discord this... Or oh, on Discord, be modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollow I've you to do something. Bloody well do it. If you want, uh, if you want to you're listen okay, to the so podcast, you're so close if you want to listen to the podcast and it's audio forms, why not go to dot. forward slash podcast? If you want to catch up on the live stream vods, you can go to dot. forward slash vods. And if you want to book a cameo from us three or James Jenkins. <laughs> Why not go to forward slash cameo. Also, if you want to buy some of our merch, which um, you are not wearing a sort that we can uh, get. I'm not wearing any yeah. merch today. Um, you can go to chibblejumpshop.com and make sure you're following at jibblejumpshop on Twitter to find out when the next merch announcement is
0: absolutely why not follow peter and ashton on instagram and twitter at that peter austin and at scrambled ashton and myself just on twitter at confused underscore dude we do lists every monday tuesday wednesday thursday streams every monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday thursday being the joint stream Blazer. on youtube monday tuesday wednesday friday being solo streams on twitch worst games ever is fortnightly friday for patrons of a certain tier sunday for everyone else the podcast is every saturday and we do shows all the bloody time why not leave a five-star review/slash rating on your platform of choice and have something to do with Al Gore's rhythms? And we really, really appreciate it. A big old video coming this weekend, Peter. In fact, That's it's already right. out, isn't it? Friday? Yeah. Yes,
2: Friday. That's right. Yeah. Uh, worst Games Ever, season one. Oh, how exciting. Ooh. So you can watch uh, I think roughly the first well, they're gonna be these seasons are gonna be in six month chunks, but I think Worst Games Ever started in a in February. Uh, of that year whatever year it was so it's maybe five months worth but all the subsequent ones will be six month chunks every single episode back to back nicely trimmed and bookended at each end as well so there's not like a long bit of intro and outro on every single one um so uh, alex has done a great job of that it's been something we've been meaning to do for ages i kept trying to do it and just didn't really know how to nicely string them together and just kept putting it aside He's done a really nice job of stringing yes. them together. So um, yes. first season is out. And have we agreed on how often we're going to do the next ones? The, um, the next
0: ones. Well, the next one is is currently penciled in for towards the end of the year, but we're going to want to do them probably a bit more regularly. Yeah, so they certainly uh, need to be
2: at least every six months. Yes. Otherwise, so are we be making will. a loss.
0: We we will see, but if you want to switch your brain, or I know a lot of you, we all know a lot of you sit there and have worst games on as just sort of background noise, or you just sit there and binge it on the playlist anyway. But now there's a dedicated video where it's all in there. It's like five hours long. Mm-hmm. You can just sit there and sit and watch the first five or six months of uh, of worst games ever at Triple Jump. Yeah, so go go check at that Triple out. Triple
2: Jump. Yeah, that's what it is. It's yes,
0: at Triple Jump. Yeah. yeah, we don't have the rights to other stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ashton, that's not all.
3: No, we also have a Weirdest Games coming out this Sunday. How exciting. We played Bug Riders Race of the Race of Kings or something like that. Race yeah, of the, the Kings. The Race oh, of Kings. Something exactly. to do with that. Uh, I played it. Peter brought it along. I got a bit tangy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's not like you. Easy no. game
2: for Ashton.
3: Love it. Peter always picks nice and easy ones for me. Mm. It's <laughs> such a pleasure. Can't wait till the next one in... Two months time where Peter picks an equally difficult game for me. Dark Souls. But yeah, it's good. I think it's funny. I liked it. I watched it and I enjoyed it. So yes. hopefully you will too.
0: And if you're a patron,
2: you would have seen it last week. Mm-hmm. So do consider going over to patreon.com. If Patreon. even Ashton com. enjoyed reliving it, yeah. given that she hated it at the time, you will definitely You're going to
0: bloody yeah. love it.
3: Also, um, you said something earlier that uh, was incorrect. You said that worst games ever and weirdest games ever only fell together on the same day because of dates, but they actually always will fall together on the same day. Will they? Yeah, because worst huh. games ever is obviously every other week, and we don't put weirdest games and worst games out on the same weekend, so there will always be the same.
2: Day. So I think that thought flashed through my mind briefly as well, but then I thought, no,
0: that. Make know. sure you go to patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump and support us to definitely get at least one at least one week. Once, once, least, a once a month once a month you'll get both on the same day mm. which is very exciting um yeah go check that out They're also not entirely sure but we might have a little bit of coverage for splatoon 3 that went out on friday maybe yeah. uh, at the time of recording maybe. we're not 100% sure but that game is out this week uh, speaking of which ashton yeah what's the sponsor
3: again oh yeah i forgot <laughs> uh it's of course to celebrate the release of of splatoon mm-hmm. Uh, they've put on in the tune on the time Pontoon 3 to, to celebrate it
0: yes hell yeah so excited for Pontoon 3 yeah uh, thank you so much for listening slash watching everybody look after yourselves and we will see you next time bye everybody bye, bye.